2: Hello and welcome to another episode of Went to Mo Kings Mellow, the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea women's team. I'm your host Dean, joined by my co-host Jane and Dane. How are you both?
3: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
2: I'm very well. Dane, you're looking very dapper tonight. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, yeah, not bad. Yeah, Uh, the house is full of bugs and they've all had it for about a week and a half and it's finally caught me today. So not too bad, but I'm just, you know, calm before the storm. Let's try and make it through before Dan kills over onto the keyboard
2: uh, and stops talking. Uh, we've also got a guest with us tonight because we're going to give a, a Chelsea pride update at the end of the episode, and who better to ask than Tracy Brown? Tracy, how are you doing?
4: Not too so bad. How are you?
2: I'm good. I'm very good after the, the last sort of half an hour of yesterday's game. Um, before that, not so good, but at the end, all okay. Yeah, so on the show this week, we're going to be looking at yesterday's FA Cup win over Birmingham City. We're going to preview the WSL match with Brighton. We've got some questions from some um, Twitter and Instagram friends. And we're going to update you on Chelsea Pride, as we've mentioned. Uh, before we do that, Dane, I know last week we spoke about Pizzino Harder being left out of the Kirby uh, nickname. And we've had an update on that situation.
1: Okay, brilliant. Here we go. Uh,
2: at crazy count Free. Sent me a message. Write um, this down. Do you remember Pokemon?
1: Yes, yes.
2: Yeah, remember Pikachu?
1: Yes, yes. So,
2: P Kirby. <laughs> how about it? Well, you could start it off on Sunday if you want. Kirby. Oh, this is the launch of that nickname now because I feel bad that she's left out. Tracy, what's your faults?
4: It's different. It, it's, it's different. I'm looking forward to hearing how that's going to sound. On Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: I'll different. try and find a YouTube clip of Pikachu shouting Pikachu before he does his <laughs> lightning bolts. Then that's the tone you need to say it in. Jane, another new t shirt. We need to get this business up and running, I think.
3: Designing t shirts. We have got two cousins that do designing uh, clothes and personalized stuff. So we what could, if we wanted them that badly, we could ask them.
2: Yeah, we could. Let me... I'm going to think about that all the time now. There's a Pikachu song. Uh, no, no good. Let's move away from Pikachu and P-K-P. Uh Yeah, Birmingham Neil, Chelsea 4. Eight changes from the weekend. Chelsea lined up in a 3-5-2 formation with Musovic and goal. Bright, Carter and Newen as a back three. Uh, Georgia Fox, Sophie Ingle... Drew Spence, Jesse Fleming, and John Anderson as the midfield five, and then Aaron Cuthbert trying to support Bethany England in attack. used four subs, bringing on Sam Kerr for Ingle in the 45th minute, and then Neve Charles, Pernilla harder and Frank Kirby for Georgia Fox, Drew Spence, and Bethany England on the 66th minute. That left Carly Telford, Melly Lua Poles, Eriksson, and Guru Wrighton as unused substitutes. Uh, Stats-wise, Chelsea had seventy-eight percent possession, twenty-one shots, eight on target, seven corners, and seven fouls to Burnham's twenty-two percent possession, two shots on, two shots zero on target. Sorry, one corner and seven fouls. Uh, Dave, we spoke about that lineup in our preview, so I was right in the sense that Emma was going to make lots of changes, but we needed that attacking trident of Pierre B, didn't we?
1: Yeah, yeah. Eventually, yeah. It was it was a bit of stuff. It was a bit of a hard watch, you know, the first forty-five minutes. You know, too many passes, too many runs, too many plays down dead end, You know, not enough risks, movement pretty non-existent, basic, quite one-dimensional. But sometimes that happens when when, when you make so many changes. You know, it's different to coming on to actually starting the game, and uh, it took us a while to get going. It was funny when uh, when uh, I thought I thought of you again in the game. Funny enough, when we got the penalty, and uh, I thought Jesse might have taken it.
2: Yeah, it was all the uh, looking...
1: heroics in the Olympics,
2: because it would have been her first goal of last season, would have been scored after her first goal of this season, which uh, would have been quite something. <laughs> that is a Christmas Day stats quiz. Yeah, Jane, they mentioned it was difficult to start. The stats make it look like that this was a walk in the park, but it really wasn't, was it?
3: No, I think everyone just assumed because it was Birmingham, it was going to be easy. It would. Be an easy win, really, but obviously the first half proved it wasn't. And Birmingham actually, I was quite shocked at the way that we wasn't just scoring goals like willy nilly, really.
2: Yeah, it was difficult to create some good chances in the first half. Tracy Dane spoke about the penalty miss. I want to expand a bit more about Beth in England because she didn't have the best of nights with that miss penalty. Subbed after sixty six minutes, she didn't play very well against Arsenal. Is it just an off day or should we be more concerned of something deeper underlying those performances?
4: No, oh, I, I think maybe just just an off couple of games. That's Fingers crossed, I'm hoping. I love Beth like most of us do. So, yeah, I mean, it, I, I was so happy. The penalty, It's was like, yay, she's got the ball. Admittedly, I was surprised she took the penalty. Um, and then when it went over, I was like, oh, you have to be kidding me. At that point though, it did feel like there was a magnet in the goal and it was just stopping anything from going in, to be fair. Um, but I'm I'm gonna put it down to just a bit of a blip. Um and and she'll and she'll move past it, um, fingers crossed.
2: Yeah, lots of games and so lots of chances for yeah. Bethany to you know get firing. I mean, we spoke to Bethany's mum as part of our summer series on our Patreon and she said she was happy and ready and you know willing to fight. So
1: Hopefully, we'll see that very soon. Hard for her though, Dean, isn't it? She reached the top of her game, uh, and then we bought Kerr, and then in the same time we bought harder. So, I know you need to improve every season, and you know you can't get stale. But she seems to be the one that always misses out, and she might just be one of those players that needs a run of games. You know, she can't come in perform, go out come in perform. She just needs to. You know, we saw how good she was when she did score those goals in that season when she was like the number one. With of Kirby off her, was was Kirby out at that time? But yeah, no, you know, we saw how good she was then, and it's hard that we we we've bought really well uh, in the attacking aspects of our game, and it, she, it's, it's it's a shame that, that she's obviously struggled with that ever since.
2: Yeah, and obviously she had obviously the season stopping for COVID. Then she had that injury
1: last year, the concussion, kept her out for quite a few weeks. The appendix. Yeah, she had a, also. Yeah, she had appendix out as so she? I think that was within the, one of the. Uh...
3: That was in like the pre-season.
1: Mm, that that was like,
3: like during the summer
1: that my crop starting or training or something. Maybe I'm wrong. I can remember yes. it briefly. Just hasn't yeah. clicked for her. Um but you know we we keep
2: our fingers crossed for her. Dane, a question probably after that performance in the first sort of hour of the game is is the depth as good as people perhaps think it is because those players that come in to rest, you know, the likes of Picker i I'm going to keep saying it till so it sticks, um, didn't really perform, did they? So is the depth that good or are we over egging them?
1: No, no, the depth is still really good. Again, you know, we're just coming off of off off a long sort of pre-season with Olympics and friendlies and players with not a lot of minutes in their legs. And it just, you know, it was good that Emma managed to get starts for players. You know, good run outs. But you know, it's going to take time again. And we're just lucky that we can call on these players on another day. Maybe Emma wouldn't have wanted to to, to bring on, you know, like Harder and and maybe Kerr and Kirby or whatever else you brought on uh, but you know sometimes you've got to take those risks as a manager it wasn't working so she's brave enough to go fine fair enough 60 minutes big guns go on I would. no I'm not worried about the depth we've got we've got a brilliant squad yeah Jane. talking
2: of a player that did sort of impress me though was Georgia Fox on that right wing back position um, what did you make of her performance a brilliant assist for Sam Kerr's opening goal she sort of stood out in that position maybe an op- option going forward to put her in the team
3: yeah, she definitely stood out in the game. Um, I was quite shocked that she never went out on loan. Obviously, when all the other academy girls signed their professional contracts and they all started going, I said to like my mum, I said, like Georgia will be next when she signed her contract. But she was one to never go. And I think that's quite well to stay in this squad and to think Emma actually still wants you here. And we saw yesterday like what she can actually bring to the team. And I think most people were quite in- impressed with her performance yesterday.
2: Yeah, she certainly was impressive of a pretty bad bunch, it has to be said, in the first half. But, you know, still, that's a position that is up for grabs, I think, and she can make it her own. Sort of after that halftime sort of came, I sort of said on Twitter that we should take off a midfielder, put in, I said, put in a harder at the time. But, you know, we brought on Sam Kerr instead. She sharpened things up instantly didn't she so it's good to see sort of Fleming move to that final third Tracy wasn't it and that's I think where she influences the game the most
4: yeah I agree I think she definitely um, is an influence there I think if I was coming into this game and I'd looked at our bench I think I would have been petrified as a team as an opponent you look at the team and our team as I say it's full of depth we've got great we had great players on the pitch at the beginning of the game but then you think oh my god when they make substitutions look who they can bring on that would have been scary for any team. Um, Yeah, I think the changes made a huge difference, obviously, they did. Um, Yeah, I think positional wise I think that definitely suits her. Um, Definitely think she should have taken the penalty, Um, but I know how you feel about who should have taken the penalty. Um, Yeah, I think in the long run, that's definitely a position for her, 100%.
2: Yeah, penalty should have been for her, but what will be, will be. Dane, we've got a lot of games coming up. Champions League starts next week. How do you think this first hour of the performance is going to affect Emma's thinking sort of going forward? Because I know in the preview you said start the big guns, win the game, take them off. Do you think that's going to be
1: her go-to from now on? Um, Yeah, to to an extent. I would have, you know, I had Fox in my team. I had Bethany in there and I had obviously two out of uh, Kirby, Kerr, and Harder. So I would have played a good, you know, about a good seven of them. Uh, Yeah, no, I think some of Emma's recent team selections have been, apart from obviously the Cup game, they've sort of been like, you know, picking themselves. And again, I think with with the Champions League coming up, I think, you know, it's always important to get that first win, no matter if it's a weak opponent uh, or or a strong opponent, to to, to start off well in the Champions League is is a must. So I think at the moment, you know, she'll monitor it and she'll keep an eye on it. But it's definitely, it's still at the beginning of the season, people are still fresh bleat still, you know, finding their fitness, uh, but you know it, it's it come more come like mid-season when she'll start worrying and really, you know, like concentrating on on rotating and, and watching people's minutes. And then you know, have so many people behind the scenes who tell you what someone's reached their maximum or, or what they've got left. You know, or the sports science of it. So I think at the moment, yeah, you know, we're fine, and she'll go back to like picking like, you know, nine or ten out of that first team of uh, of her top players. Yeah, I think we're quite fortunate actually in terms
2: of the, the way the games are staggered. So we've got Brighton on Saturday, Wolfsburg Wednesday, but then Leicester the following weekend. So that's a team that you can you know, bring in some of these squad players again because their level isn't WSL, unfortunately for Leicester. Um, Jane, I should mention a Nick Nguyen uh, debut for Chelsea. Not too much to do, but what she did do, she did very well, didn't she?
3: Yeah, I think she did really well. Obviously, like you said, she didn't have much to do but then what she did do she did play well I've seen her like clips of her play for the Netherlands so I was looking forward to seeing how she played for us and I think she fitted in quite well with taking Manda out and putting her in
2: yeah Tracy what did you make of her being on the left of the three because I sort of assuming that she will go in the middle eventually but Emma decided to put on the left
4: it worked, uh, but you've got to admit they didn't really have much to do. So it's it's great that the, they get they get minutes, they get freshness, it's time on the pitch. But it wasn't exactly like they were having to fly in there and tackle left, right, and centre. Um, admittedly, I, I agree with you. I thought on the others, I thought possibly in the middle, but it, it worked the way it was. Who are we to um, to guess um, what Emma Hayes is going to do? <laughs> We're never going to get it
2: right, ever. But we keep trying. But um, we keep trying. Yeah. <laughs> Dame talking of nothing to do, Sikira, the washing machine, Mizovic in goal, seemed pretty confident and comfortable behind the sticks. You know, a, a good option for back up to Berger, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so I, can I just mention Carter uh, before before we talk about the goalie? I thought, you know, we, we mentioned on the previous show about Nguyen obviously coming in, but I, I can't see her moving Carter at the moment after the Arsenal game where Carter was on the right and uh, Millie was in the middle and we looked to, you know, there was a lot of spaces there. When she moved to Carter to the central for the next game, she looked so comfortable and she's been brilliant and ever does, since. So maybe she doesn't yeah. want to rock the boat, you know, why move? You know, we can talk about it. We can talk, I can go through so many instances when I've seen like players be rested or, or whatever, and it really mucks up their momentum. And, and, and you no, know, I'm, I'm not surprised Carter stayed in her position and then you work around it I think it's more important for Nguyen to get minutes more than anything rather than to play in her position yeah yeah going back to she's clearly the number the two goalie now and 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 Telford is is, is happy at number three maybe we'll be looking at a coaching role for her in the future but yeah she appreciated your 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 tweet and your little your your graphic uh the of the washing machine I thought that was brilliant and it's so nice you know we, we don't get this in men's football anymore. We used to, years ago, when I when I was a kid and I used to live, you know, two-minute walk from Stamford Bridge and I could go over and interact with the players, but we don't get that with the men's anymore. So it's, I'm, I'm so pleased that you can get this uh, with the women, you know, you interact with them, you can go and meet them, you know, they can give you time. Obviously, where we've been struggling in the world, it's been hard to get pictures and autographs, but they're always happy to and helpful to beforehand, and no doubt they will be. If they're not not doing it at the moment, it will be soon. And you just interact with everyone. And it's such a great family atmosphere. And it's so nice that she sees your tweet and and appreciates it. But, you know, you're not just doing it for the sake of it. You're doing it because she's actually a good goalie and she's kept clean sheets. Yeah, shout out to Graphics
2: by Jess, who made that very, very quickly. I could never do that in my life. Um, But she made that for us on the final whistle, ready for that clean sheet number three. Um, She's now had three appearances and she's won two trophies. So pretty good record for Muzovic for for Chelsea. Um, Hopefully she can keep that that up. Uh, The other results in the FA Cup were Brighton 1, Charlton 0, Manchester City 6, Leicester City 0 and Arsenal 5, Tottenham 1. And the semi-final we will face, you guessed it, Manchester City on the 30th or the 31st of October. Um, So a new game we've never played before, Manchester City away. Um, looking forward to that. Moving away from last year's FA Cup to this year's WSL, then um it's fourth versus fifth this Saturday, the second of October, 1130 am kickoff um at King's Meadow. Well I will be in attendance bright and early with Auntie Wendy, not Jane. She's working, Auntie Jane.
3: Yeah, Jane. I can't have all Saturdays off. I've got to prioritize my Saturdays and I'm actually glad I'm not going, to be honest, because it's It's Brighton. No, Uh, one, (laughs) because Dean's going, I don't want to go with him. (laughs) No, I just feel like, I just because it's Brighton and what happened last season with Brighton. Like, I just, yeah. But if it's quiet enough at work, I'll be watching on my phone.
2: Sounds like you've got a bit of a cough coming on, actually. Might need to have Saturday off. Oh, might
3: might be ill. Might be ill. It's annoying because next Saturday, I don't think I'm in because the like the two stylists are off and i just said to mum like why can't it be this saturday that i can't go in it's just like oh typical but i'll be supporting from work
2: yeah we'll obviously miss you there tracy will you be at the game
3: i will be at the game West West I will, I'll, be, I'll be at
4: that game the wednesday night game and the and the following week's game it's a big week it's a, big week. It's a lot of
2: football tracy's moving in um, <laughs> They're not, I know the men's playing
1: on Saturday
2: as well, but mm. you could do both games. Tickets are still available if you're interested. Get I'll go down them. well with a
1: family. Yeah, I'm just going to spend about 15 hours away. <laughs> I was a...
2: thinking of
4: doing it. I was thinking of going <laughs> from the women's game to the men's game. And as I literally, I was like, do I, don't I? Um, but it, our men should beat Southampton. So what My off. daughter
1: did say to me recently, she said oh, when are we going to go to the women's game and how long will that take?" I said, yes, Kink said it won't take as long as Going away into you know we park in Putney for the men's game and then walk down. There's
3: quite a few supporters that will go to the men's game
1: yes. still, still Saturday. They'll
3: yeah. There's quite a few that do the women's and then they'll leave a bit earlier and they'll get to Stamford Bridge in time.
1: How, do they play uh, uh, Saturdays? Quite is it quite rare that the women plan Saturdays? Not told, really. More on Sundays. It seems like TV maybe just it's recently. to do with Sky. BBC. Oh okay. And, and that's why like
4: that's why it's such an early start. That's why it's an 11:30 start because Sky is showing it instead Never of call. maybe being 12:30. But that does mean you have that time to be able to get from one ground to the other because it is an 11:30 <laughs> start and a am going kick off at three. So there there is wiggle room to be able to do both. Just
2: if I, I, I stay Dean's on, on the Friday night,
3: yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be dropping that a few times over the conversation in the next couple of days. Oh, they finish at quarter past one, so I could, could get to both. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe see, Danielle. To you there, Tracy, and anyone else that's listening that's going, come and say hello. Tell me who you are. Take a photo. I'll sign an autograph. <laughs> very, uh, very approachable.
3: You're not allowed to because of COVID.
4: I was going to say, maybe sing at people, but again, that might be disallowed as well, you know, singing because of COVID. So. Yes. It seems
3: to be. You can't have photos of players inside a stadium. But, but as soon as you're outside the stadium, the players don't care and they'll happily come over to you. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, I'm not a player, so, so take a photo of as much <laughs> as you want. I'm going to brush my hair just to be sure. Let's get back to the... Going f- to style it football. for you. Yeah. When she's qualified.
3: I am qualified.
2: I keep asking Jane to cut my hair, but she won't do it.
3: Well, I'm not qualified in men's yet yet. <laughs>
2: See, always in the details. Let's move on from haircuts then to Brighton, who are currently sitting in fifth position. They've played 3-1-2, lost one. Uh, they were a 1-0 loss to Aston Villa, a 5-0 win versus Burnham City, and a 2-0 win versus West Ham. And of course, last season ended Chelsea nil, Brighton 1. One and only defeat. Tracy, a chance for revenge, isn't it?
4: Oh, yes, yes, revenge, big revenge, huge revenge. Yeah, that's, that's literally all I need to say.
2: And if anyone holds a vendetta, it is Emma Hayes. So, Jane, no need to worry about what happened last year. It's going to be playing on the TV screens in the dressing room. The moment then players arrive, right up to kickoff. Um, Dame, two teams with differing you sort of post international break form. Brighton were doing well, then obviously lost, whereas we started slowly and we obviously had that massive win last week. So that sort of bodes well in our favour, doesn't it?
1: It does bode well in our favour. You know, it's a good point about, uh, you know, last season. I remember they played a really low block. And I remember, uh, who was the player who was playing? Was it Victoria? Victoria Williams? She, she played like banging central and everything that was coming, she was just heading it away, blocking it away, uh, uh, tackling away. She had a really good game. You didn't have to do much movement because they were so low, you know, so deep. Uh, but you know these games happen, and I'm sure Emma won't have to remind them much about it. It will all be in their head, but they've got to be professional. Do you know? What I mean, if they go there too emotional, then that, that can muck up with their feelings and their performance. Uh... The benefits we had, what we was talking about earlier, is the depth of our squad. Obviously, we we, we could have we, we could have we we managed to rest quite a, a few of the women in midweek, and then bring them on for half an hour, which is obviously good for their fitness, keeps the keeps the kettle boiling. So you know you might get tiredness creeping in for Brighton, but there's still plenty of freshness. And you know I've always said, you know, if if you've got a big squad, which we've seen in the men, you know, Emma's going to give you the chance, just like obviously Tuchel will eventually give you a chance in the men's. And if you don't take it, that's tough. I mean, because she she will pick someone else, just like he will. So it's up to you, you know, you know, to, to prove your worth. And and if you get that chance, then take it.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Jane, We saw in this fixture last year and last night as well that we can get quite frustrated if we don't score an early goal. How important is sort of the start to this game and Chelsea being positive from from the first kick of the game?
3: I think it is it is vital that we get an early goal in this game. I think it's going to change. If we don't, I think we're going to struggle. Um, Brighton have been playing quite well recently. So, it's hopefully, if we get an early goal, we'll be all right. But I do worry if we don't get that early goal in.
2: Yeah, obviously, a good start against Manchester United last time out. Um, Tracy, we've spoken about Pierre Kirby. It's, it's, it's catching on, isn't it? Yeah. Um, in terms of needing them, but they're they're definitely gonna start this game, aren't they?
4: Yes, they will they will start. I think I mean Emma would like it though if we sort of got that big score line early, so that maybe she could take them off, thinking ahead to Wednesday night. So I think again, I think what Jane said is crucial. We need we need an early goal. We need to come out of the blocks really quick, early goal. Um once one goes in, we're pretty good at Knocking them in after that, so um, fingers crossed. Quick start, early goal, several goals, and then I, I can see substitutions because I, I ahead will be moving on to the next game.
2: Yeah, I think it works well that we have got Wolfsburg then Leicester. So you look yeah. ahead to Wednesday definitely, and then Saturday is you know a fresh start for some other players. Yeah. Then we struggled last night against the low block. Are you expecting Brighton to sort of
1: sit in a low block and then just try and counter? Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with Tracy, though, uh, going back to her point with the five subs of the women's game is essential for, for you know, getting jobs done and, and then resting players. Yeah, it's going to be the same, similar to last season. I don't I don't expect anything to change. Again, a low block, you know, very deep. Uh, and it's going to be, it's just up to us to break them down. I've, I've never got a problem that. It's frustrating, but it's our job. You know, we've got, to me, it's the, you know, the best strike force in women's football, you know, and, uh, you know, we have plenty of assets, plenty of pieces, you know, plenty of ammunition. So it's up to us to break them down. If we can't break them down, you just got to hold your hands up and say, you know, like we did grit with gritted teeth and biting our lip last year, well done, Brighton. You know, we didn't break you down. No matter how frustrating it was, you come to do your job and you've done it very well. Yeah, but we're not going to be
2: saying that. We're going to be saying 6-0 to Chelsea. <laughs> um, Jane, any of the players that played last night that sort of don't normally start in sort of strong Strongest eleven. you think could make a start on this game on Saturday? Um, uh,
3: I'm trying to think. I think Magda will play instead of Anik. I feel like Anik will be on the bench because that's where it all seemed to go wrong last year. Um, but I don't think, I don't think Georgia will start. I think she will just put out her normal starting eleven.
2: Yeah, I think it's hard with that performance to justify. Sort of apart from Georgia but then probably... it's
3: hard because obviously you've got Champions League Wednesday, so do you rest your bigger players and then play a weaker team again. But then you don't want to play a weaker team and lose it. You want to put. It's it's tough with a Champions League game coming up.
2: Yeah, questions for Emma definitely. Uh Tracy, one of those questions is who starts at right wing back? Uh Neve Charles, Aaron Cuthbert, or Georgia Fox?
4: Cuthbert. Personally.
2: That's I agree. Advice. But I will explain when I get to the team selection part of the <laughs> talk. Yeah. Uh, then another player is Jesse Fleming, who's obviously scored, now got an assist as well in back-to-back games. Could she feature in any sense, or do you think on the bench again and then looking to come on when the game's
1: won? Yeah, if if, if I'm her personally, you know, her minutes as, as as extended and and she got a good you know good run out yesterday, so I wouldn't be too disheartened. But she, you know, she's got to look at a longer picture and she's got to think, well, if I can get a start again within the next two or three games, then it's only a bonus. Catch up with her fitness; she's in a good position. Keeps on impressing because we all know what the sort of player she can be, you know, we said the other week, you know, we all watched the Olympics, massively impressed with her and uh, we're all willing her on, but then it's finding that, that position in her, in in that team, you know, like we was talking about with Bethany earlier, you know, massive fan of Bethany England. We all know what she can do, but okay, well, who are you going to drop her harder or, or Kirby? It's, it's tough, but that's why Emma gets paid what she gets paid. That's why she's one of the best women's managers in the world. And she has to make these tough decisions and, you know, it's going to be hard, but she can only play 11, unfortunately. But with Fleming, I wouldn't be, you know, as I said, she had a long summer, you know, hardly any pre-season. I won't be too disheartened at the moment. We're still playing catch-up after the first game lost to Arsenal. So we've we got to go in with whoever's the most fittest and whoever's the most formed players to, you know, to win this game on Saturday against Brighton. Yeah, we've only just come up with Pickaby.
2: So we can't start adding Jesse Fleming to that nickname as well. It's going to get ridiculous. Um, Jane, three of Brighton's goals this Season have been from set pieces. Um, I believe one or two of the goals they scored against us last year were set pieces as well. So it's going to be very important that we limit that threat, isn't it? And be very clever with our tackling.
3: Yeah, I think their winning goal was a corner from a corner, I think. I can't actually remember. But I think we've just got, a, as long as we've got a good defence and we just don't let them have the ball easily and just let them run, we'll be okay. And when it comes to set pieces, You've just got to defend as well as you can do, but then just don't give away silly fouls to give them set pieces.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be one of the big things of our team talk, I think. Tracy in the WSL, there's 11 other teams, as we know. Um, Six of the games I describe as walkovers. Two are banana skins, two are big games and two are huge games. This category for Brighton is a banana skin, isn't it?
4: Yeah I think you know there's that was that bogey team (laughs) When (laughs) when it comes to football this is possibly one of them but I think because of the start we had um and because of what happened last year um I'm sure Emma is absolutely hammering into them this week in training that cannot happen again under any circumstance um So, yes, they can be a problem, but I don't think they'll be a problem this weekend.
2: No, I imagine Emma ringing the players up in the middle of the night and just saying, remember, we lost to these 1-0 last year, (laughs) put the phone down and then they sort of try and go back to sleep, but they're thinking about the game. It's probably not what she does, but uh, if anyone was interested, City and Arsenal were the huge games, Everton and Manchester United are the big games, Reading and Brighton are banana skins and the rest are rubbish. Um, but I'll caveat that by saying Aston Villa and Spurs are looking to come up to the banana skin level, but they're not there yet. Let's move on to team predictor. So this is what we predict Emma Hazel pick, what I predict. Uh, Anne Katchenberger in goal, Millie Bright, Jess Carter and Magda Eriksson, Aaron Cuthbert, G, Ingle, Wrighton, Kirby Kerr, or Pickaby as they're now known. Uh, Brighton are going to sit deep. Uh, although I don't think that G is very good in the double pivot. This is a game you could use her there. Cupboard can be protection for her on that right-hand side. Then you've got Ingle and Ericsson to cover right and on the left. Uh, the rest is pretty much straightforward. And get Fleming on when the game's won. And for people like Nick Nguyen and Georgia Fox, then the game against Leicester, I think, is going to be where they will show their the worth again and get another start. Tracy thoughts? Changes?
4: I agree. You picked the same team I would have mostly picked. To be fair, um, I think yeah, I think as I say, that team is exactly what I would pick. I think then you think early goal and then rest players for Wednesday. Um, but I wouldn't change. I wouldn't actually change what you picked.
0: Change J K. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there? And it's not on TV. Oh, chitch, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, I've
2: been doing quite well actually with the MAH predictions. i got the Man United team, I think, spot on. And then this one was 9 out of 11. Which pretty good for me. It's usually five. Um, Jane, thoughts on the lineup? Do you think that's what we're going to see?
3: Um, I'd like to see Beth start Saturday, and then her to be on the bench Wednesday, and then start again Sunday. If that makes sense, I feel like we can we can afford to play. Like not afford to play Beth, but she she can start Saturday, and it will be fine. Basically, if that makes sense
2: it does <laughs> however she I don't think she played well at all so I don't think that Emma's going to give her but that I
3: feel like I feel like it was where she missed the penalty her confidence went down I think if she'd scored that penalty we would have seen a complete different bet for the rest of the game but who knows
1: it's hard because I wanted Fleming to take it, but I wasn't surprised that Beth took it because, again, she I wants to shocked. prove. She wants to, you know, she's the she's the fourth striker out of three, isn't she? So the one thing she wants to do is uh, I want to score. So then that puts a thought in Emma's mind, and you know when if I striker when I used to play, I was always grabbing that ball to you know if it was penalties. So I was never going to let anyone else take it. And you, I, to be fair, when she put it down, I thought, oh yeah, she's going to easily score. And it was a surprise when it went over. It was just a shame. And you're right. I, I'd like you yeah, actually, I, I, yeah, I think Jane's made a really good point. You know, it keeps Bethany uh, uh, more interested as well because, you know, you're always thinking about that previous performance and then to uh, to sit on the bench and watch Brighton, you know, it would give her a massive confidence boost if she did actually play her and start her against Brighton.
2: Yeah, I've got no issues if Bethany does start. I just do not see it for the life of me that that will happen considering it's Brighton. We lost them last year. Anyone else? Probably, you, you're right. What about the midfield? Thing? Do you think G and Ingle are going to be the partnership or will Lupos be back in there? She played very well against Manchester
1: United, obviously rested. She did play really well. And also, I re- I thought we missed Wrighton against Birmingham because like Carter, I think she started the season and before Cuff, but before poor poor Cuff, but had to miss out You know, for the protocol. But Wrighton started the season really well and she like Cuff, but last season was a lot of the odd odd, odd, odd lady out who couldn't, couldn't get in the team and, you know, struggling for minutes. Uh, but if you're looking in, in this game, you know, I think Ingo and Liverpool's could be deemed as a little bit similar. But G, you know, gives you something, you know, she she, she gives you pieces, you know, like she, she likes to lock on doors, if I'm going to be all cliche. And if Brighton are sitting with a, with a low block really deep, you want G in there, like in and about the area, trying to find those little you know those side passes and and switch in play so I would I would play G as well but I'd be happy to see right and back and yeah pretty similar to you I, I, I I'd like to, I'd like to Jane I'd like to see Bethany in there'd it be a great confidence boost for her uh, but I won't be surprised if she's not but uh, yeah Cuthbert right wing back I thought she started well in midweek uh, it out for for a little while but then had a, a strong end. Uh, Yeah, very similar. Exactly. I wrote down exactly the same team as you. Yeah, it's not countdown, so I'm not going to ask you to prove it. Um,
2: (laughs) Let's get your prediction, though.
1: I'm going to go with a comfortable 3-0.
2: That's what I've written down, but I'm not going to show you either. Um, Jane, your
3: prediction? I'm going
2: to go 2-0 to us. 2-0. Thank you for clarifying to us. Always get Jane to do (laughs) that. Never sure Just to make sure, thing. Tracy. What about you? You're the, normally the most positive, so I'm gonna
4: seven. go a bit more
2: positive. No, I'm gonna go four 0 Four 0 uh, I need to change mine, but uh, I'm the host. So I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say three 0 as well. So me and Dave can get a point if we when we're right, and then we'll tally them up at the end of the season, and the winner can have um, a round of applause. Something. <laughs> no prizes in this game. Uh, Let's do some questions then before we do our Chelsea Pride update at the end. Um, This came in from Sophie Spittle on Instagram. uh, And the question is about Sam Kerr being the most important player because she thinks that she makes other players around her better. Uh, When she first joined, Beth England looked a better player. Her relationship with Frank Kirby is another level. And as soon as she came on last night, we looked more dangerous. She worked so hard. Her movement is phenomenal, causing issues for the opposition defence and space for other players who wants to take Sam Kirby and the most important
1: player? Uh, plays, uh, well, oh, I'll tell you what, she's so deadly in the air, isn't she? She's probably one of the best headers, headers mm-hmm. of the ball within the game. And when that's a great ball from Georgia, but, it, you know, you have to finish it still. And again, sorry, being cliche, Rose like a salmon, didn't she? And, uh, and put it away. Yeah. It's hard when, 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 as I alluded to earlier, I believe we've got the best strike force, uh, the best free attacking players in world football. And you go through, through moments and, and days, if, if you like, where you're saying, "Oh yeah, oh, so Kirby, Kirby," and then you're like, "Oh my god, Kirby." And then you're like, "Oh my god, harder." And it's hard to choose between them. I think they're all important to each other. I think their relationship is amazing, especially. Uh, Kerr and Kirby's and 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 harder is obviously just, just starting to gel. In you know at the end of last season, she was finding a connection with them, and she started the season harder, amazing. So it is it's hard to say she's the most important. I I, I go through stages with, with each with all three of them, and uh, you know to me they're, they're they're absolutely amazing, and to have three of that sort of talent of player, you know, in in your team, we are very lucky. We should have, you know appreciate them while we have them, and while they're still playing. Yeah, Jane, the slight criticism I have of Sam Kerr is it takes
2: can take her a few chances to find, you know, her shooting boots. We saw that against Manchester United. She had an early chance, which she but
1: always put it in the air then.
2: Yeah. And then the second one she scored. What's your thoughts on her? Is she, is she the most important of that three?
3: I do love Sam. And like you said, it does take her a few chances. Like she doesn't just score. Sometimes she does score straight away. But she's the player that seems she's got to get warmed up before she scores a goal. But I think I do prefer watching her play. I think without her in the team, it would be different. I don't really know how to explain it.
1: Her movement is amazing, Jane. Her movement is amazing. We're, We're harder. Peniel likes to come from deep. Uh, but you watch Kerr just, just running those lines, you know, across the, uh, the the defenders and then just timing those runs. And she times her runs to perfection. And it's the one-on-ones which are really hard because you've got too much time to think. Uh, but she, her instincts are usually brilliant, but it's the one-on-ones that obviously we saw last season that she did really struggle with. But it's still like she was running for ages until she got anywhere near the you know, the goal to shoot. Uh, but yeah, she, it's, it's hard to choose. They're amazing. It's cars, like I prefer
3: they? to see her and Fran play together than any other like mm. duo on the pitch because they're just different.
2: Yeah, for me, Sam's obviously fantastic uh, abilities are, are unquestionable, but everything that happens in this Chelsea team happens, in my opinion, through the Harder and she is the, the key to that attack working. Um, although that Sam's great, Fran's great. For me, it's, it's harder. So that's where I lay. Uh, Tracy, this question from Hope is... Chances of winning both FA Cups, the league, and can Arsenal women do the invincible this season?
4: I think um, they started off amazingly. Let's get this horrible question out of the way. (laughs) I think Arsenal started off well, and I'm hoping they will get slower and slower and slower as the season goes on.
3: like Um, Christmas, they'll go downhill. Yeah, they'll do a like United did last year.
4: They'll do what Spurs tend to do in the men's team. Um, I think the double FA Cup. Oh, that's so on. I would love to see us do that, because that's just, you know, to do that twice in one season, because obviously the way it works, that would be great. Um, But we've got a great depth, as we've all spoke about already within the team. We have the best forwards in the business. Um, I think we could still win everything, and I'm I'm still going to stick by that, which is the first conversation I'd had with you guys right at the beginning of the season. I'm so you know I'm still taking the boxes. We, we've we've got enough depth to do it all.
2: Yeah. So we've got your answer to the next question from Jason, which is early season predictions. Tracy's winning everything and the lottery. <laughs> um, Jane, you predicted Chelsea to win the league. Do you still stick by that after three games, or is there another challenger you think could be up there?
3: No, I still think I still think we can win everything. Obviously, Champions League starts next week. We've got a pretty easy group. Wolfsburg just about scraped through to the group stages. And I think this year's FA FA Cup we can do, last year's FA Cup we can do. We'll be able to do Courtney Cup again. I don't see why we can't win everything. I think if there's anything, the one thing I'd rather us not win is maybe like last year's FA Cup. But I think we can easily do it all anyway.
2: We're in the semi-final now, so we might as well win it. Seems a bit pointless to not bother doing that (laughs) Go
3: this far. Go this way.
2: Yeah, I did predict, obviously, City to win the league. That's now probably impossible because they've lost two games uh, and their team is completely ruined right now. So I would would change that to now Chelsea because I don't think we're going to win the Champions League because there's some stronger teams this year uh, and we haven't improved significantly enough in that sense, to challenge, I don't think. Um, not that we won't go far, just don't think we're going to win it. Uh, yeah, but we will win the league now, I'm going to say. Um, Dan, we obviously never got your predictions, so good chance for you to put them out there.
1: Yes, it's, it's hard when, you know, as Tracy was, was saying earlier, you know, to try and complement Arsenal, you, you let your emotions take over. You know, I've never hidden from the fact I'm a massive Tobin Heath fan. And I realized earlier I'm now going to have to contradict myself and unfollow her after a video come up on Instagram saying London is red. <laughs> uh, only following her for about 10 years and it's, it's, it's come to this. And again, I, you know, it's, 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 it's so easy to watch Nikita Paris and, and her to annoy the hell out of you. But if you if you step your emotions away, she's a great player as well. Like Vivian Miedermeyer as well. They, they've got a great team. They're my only worry in the league. Uh, I, I did think Chelsea would win the league. Uh, I was hoping we would get one of the FA Cups and the Champions League. I think maybe Barcelona, again, that's too strong. They've made some really good moves. Uh, but I'm still going for the league. But I it, it pains me to say it, but I think Arsenal uh, might take a trophy, unfortunately. Here's why that's not going to happen. Oh, their manager's okay. annoying me already as well, though.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. The manager's annoying
2: the hell out of me as well. Like, completely. I
4: completely I hate him. First game him of the season. His <laughs> manager
2: annoyed so... me as well, though. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to get his comeuppance. Yeah. But yeah. pre-season, basically, is you get your train and you climb it up the top of the hill. Then as the season starts, you shoot down the hill And then it starts going back up towards the end of the season. And what will happen is their train will get up and then it will stop and then it will go back down like that. And the other teams that didn't go quite as quickly as they did will go, whoops, see you later. And they will finish second or third behind Chelsea in first. You have my word on that. Um, And then the last question was from Football Rich who asked what happened in the first half and we wasn't playing pickerby. That is now the correct answer to any questions about why we're not playing well when they're not playing. Uh, let's move on then to you Tracy and Chelsea Pride a a lot is actually happening uh, that's been publicised I want to give everyone an update on that and anything else in the works that we could look forward to as well
4: okay so this coming Monday we are having an event at Stamford Bridge it's actually under the bridge which is the club that's actually underneath the stadium Um, it's called Allyship to Action Um, it's with all of the other London clubs Um, A couple of months ago, I reached out to Chelsea and said, we haven't had London Pride the last couple of years due to COVID. Is it possible that we could do an event at the bridge, getting teams in together? It was a small idea I had, the club then run with it. And we have a fantastic night um, on Monday night. And Claire Balden is the one um, hosting the whole evening. Um, I will be getting up and standing along with reps from, from other supporters groups for the start of the night. And then we've got people like the, I'm just checking. we've got the FA there, Premier League are there, EFL are there, because as I say, it's all in the London clubs. It's not just Premier League. Um, and we're basically looking at, it says for itself, allyship to action. It's looking at um, diversity within football, diversity within fan groups. It's looking at tackling hate and it won't just be hate within our community, it will be hate within football as a whole. Um, and looking at actions and ways moving forward, um, we can make football um, a more diverse and accepted sport for everyone, so everyone fits in. Football for all is a hashtag I tend to sometimes use. Um, so it should be a really fantastic event. Um, it's a shame there's not enough space to get more people there for it, but obviously there is still some COVID restrictions with numbers. Um, but yeah, I should say having Claire Bald in there, perfect person to have for any... Major sporting event to be honest, because she's everywhere. Um, so that's that's the big thing on on Monday evening. Um, from that, we later in the year we have the Rainbow Laces game, which is the Stonewall Rainbow Laces game. We have it every year. Um, it's beginning of it's around December. I know the men's game is against Leeds. I need to double check which game the women's game will be um, because we'll do the same work from one end to the other. So that's that's coming up towards the end of the year. Plus our birthday is in November. So Chelsea prize, we've been going for five years. So there's that as well, but I'll come back to you with plans on what that's going to be because I have no idea yet.
2: Yeah, when we obviously have Tracy back on um, in the next month or the month after then hopefully some plans will be confirmed and people can get involved and bring some allyship into action as they're planning to do this Monday with that event. I just wanted to ask about the no Say thing. No to Hate campaign as well. Does that link in with your event on Monday? That competition Yes, I
4: mean, I mean, that, that's the whole point of the No to Hate campaign is to bring discrimination as a whole together. So we are, the, the LGBTQ part of that is all under that, under that one umbrella. So it's Say No to Homophobia, it's Say No to Antisemitism, it's Say No to Racism. So generally, yes, it, it comes under that same brand. We have an owner... Who has put a lot of money into promoting those that that exact message? We have an owner who is basically funding strong messages throughout the club that uh, we've had enough of any form of discrimination. Um, I mean, I went even I even went over with the club to Poland for all of their anti-Semitism work that they did. Um, the club worked very hard on their discri- on, on tackling discrimination. There's, there's always going to be more that we can all do. Um, and for me, I'm one of those people, as much as I run the LGBTQ group, I'm one of those people, as the club know, who will work across all forms of hate to make sure we eradicate it from our game. So very important message, and we will all just keep keep pushing that.
2: Yeah, so, do you know if any social media sort of executives are invited to the event?
4: I know that, I can imagine Bruce will turn up. Uh, Bruce Buck will turn up on Monday night. He normally does turn up at events. Whether he'll stay the whole night, I'm not sure. Um, All of the, so Free will be there. Nike will be there. So big corporate companies will be there as well, who obviously are part of, of everything we do. And one good thing about Free, is when we talk about corporate partners, they interact with most of us online. A lot of partners don't do that with other football clubs. We have a very unique unique relationship with free um, that a lot of other clubs don't have, which we will be landed up speaking about on, on Monday night. So yeah, I mean the club's highly behind this. They they're the ones who, who are pushing the boat out to to host it, even though it, it it does include every London club. So we we have people turning up on Monday night who I wish weren't coming near our ground, but they are. <laughs> um unfortunately, you know you know the likes of Millwall, QPR, those sort of teams. Oh, and of course, Arsenal and Spurs. So <laughs> um yeah, as I say, it's it's a full, it's a full London show. Um and it'll be two three hours, I think, averagely, uh, on Monday evening. So I will there will be updates and I will put updates online as the the as the night goes on via Twitter.
2: Yeah, I hope they put some trophies out on display just so the mother London clubs can see what they look like up close.
4: They I want to just bring the Champions League trophy, punk it right on the stage, and just get everyone, because there's going to be um, staff from all of the clubs there, so there will be Spurs members of staff there who don't even know what a trophy looks like. So maybe they should take them over to it, just to, just so they can
2: see. Yeah, they think a cup is something you can drink out of. Then you got a question there. Yeah,
1: yeah no, I was just saying. Uh, really interesting what Tracy says. I, I just wish they would do more. You know, I I love you know, uh, what, what they do MLS, you know, the football, they release T-shirts saying soccer for all, like you said earlier, football for all. And and every year they do like a, a pride month and they release like a pride-inspired training shirt. All, all the clubs within the league will, will have will have one. You know, you'll have your badge on it. You know, it's, it's Adidas who does the whole of the league and the sponsor. Because so I've got a couple of Orlando ones over the years. And a lot of the percentage of the proceeds go to certain groups that help within the game. But, you know, the game does need to do more. You know, obviously... America's different, they do it for the, the military services, they do it for pride, they do it for cancer, you know, and it's, all it is is a training top. It's not as it's it's expensive as as the proper jersey. It'll be like 30 or 40, $40. It's a training shirt all the players will wear before a couple of games and that's it and you can buy it. Uh, it it'd be amazing if we could do that. I know that's, that's going beyond levels out of our reach, but you know. It's
4: a, by the way, it's a conversation I have with the club consistently. <laughs> uh, so obviously we do now have, if you go into the shop um, at Stamford Bridge. Unfortunately, we need to have these products personally down at Kingsmeadow. You can buy badges, you can buy, you know, there is a range of, of smaller things. You can, you can buy phone covers with a Pride emblem on it. You, but I've been consistently pushing for things like T-shirts, baseball caps, because they would sell. We did, we did the club did us a, a range of baseball caps that several people now have who go down to Kingsmeadow. But when we did London Pride with them last... My push is Nike need to be behind this Mm. as the official sponsor. Nike do a pride range themselves every year, like every major brand does. Um, But it needs to be them working with the club. Nike will be there on Monday night. I will be nudging some people.
0: (laughs) I
1: suppose, yeah, as I said, you know, uh, Adidas do all the kits in MLS, so it's easy just to go to one. All these these clubs have Nike, wherever it is. Yeah,
3: yeah. Adidas. Yeah
1: all these other things so that would be hard I and mean, there's probably some unwritten rule about what you can wear and you are you making a start or yes yeah, stupidness before the game well, you know the with
4: you know when we come onto the pitch i'm gonna easily pick the men's game for this because we tend to do lots of different more camp i think it looks like we do more campaigns down at the men's game when you see them in a different top to, for warming up be it a charity top or something that's the planned six seven months in advance wow. of what's being done so, if you're thinking of doing anything, the clubs like to have a really long list of we know exactly where we're going. And it's hard to sometimes get them to break those said rules. Mm. We have, you know, Black History Month in December, we have LGBT History Month in, in February, we have Rainbow Laces always uh, within a couple of weeks around the beginning of December. There's lots of places where we could make huge differences, definitely running with the No to Hate campaign. But of course clubs have their own commitments as well yes. um, I'd like to be able to nitpick and go right you should do this here, this here, this here I don't think they're going to listen to me personally um, but I'll keep pushing.
2: yep you certainly will. Um, where can sort of people that are listening get more involved become allies and and maybe produce some action as well on the campaigns that you're running?
4: I think when you look at what we all do on social media I mean as a as several groups there's a load of us who tend to support and retweet and, and work together online and I think if you see hatred online I think as an ally and that's any hatred by the way I think standing up against that I think is, is a huge thing you don't have to be you know a part of the LGBTQ community to stand up against someone who's being homophobic the same as anyone who's being racist you need to stand up and say, I don't agree with this. Enough is enough. And maybe education. Educate yourself a little bit more than some of the things you do see that are negative. Um, we've got a club who, as a whole, who are really trying to make a difference above and beyond maybe what some other clubs do. And I'd love to see our fans truly getting behind that. And that allyship needs to be across the board.
2: Yeah, so... Uh, Twitter is at Chelsea Pride underscore. It is. Correct. So make sure you follow them there uh, so you can see what's going on, get involved. And you have my permission to swear at any homophobic or racist tweeter that you may come across, as I like to do as well. Um, and yeah, like we said before, Tracy will be back every month uh, updating us on Chelsea Pride, what's going on, uh, what we can do, how we can help. Um, so yeah, any suggestions like damon got? send them to Tracy, I'm sure she will be more than happy to take them onto the club and now I'm picturing Tracy as like a shark in the room looking for the Nike executives and then she's going and then she's going to just attack them as they're going to the buffet Yeah, yeah
4: I might be a little bit more subtle than
1: that but yeah, okay Oh, You have to do Tracy, well this is what Adidas do in America yeah. you, know, yeah. Yeah, know. All, you know Let them all have the yeah. fun Why don't you do, yeah. get involved yeah. as well
4: <laughs> no yes, pressure. No pressure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, By so... the way,
4: Adidas do this better than you.
1: Yeah. That, that's all I really <laughs> need
4: to say. Adidas do this better than you.
1: Yep. And the thing no is, they'll, they'll make money as well. You know, gonna, they'll make more money.
4: That's it. If, it uh... comes down to money. Mm. It comes down to the fact that Nike already sell out every year of everything produced. They produce a pair of trainers that overprice ridiculously every year. A pride range, same as Adidas do. Mm. All of the ranges do. And they'll sell out of
1: those. Yeah, they'll be affordable. You- yeah, yeah, it'll be affordable. A Training shirt over here will probably be about 30 35 quid, and people will buy that and you know get on board. As I said, and there. that's what it
4: needs to be. It just needs to be a training top, or even to be quite honest, one of the run mill Chelsea t shirts to mm-hmm. be fair, you know, just showing support. Um, but yeah, it's um, I'll, I'll see if I can get a hold of someone at night.
1: No, they are nice. Yeah, well, as I said, I've got a couple of Orlando City ones for MLS you know pride inspired ones kick out cancer obviously their colour is but the yellow for kick out cancer you obviously they've got the rainbow colours for yeah. the pride ones and the militant ones I'm not really I mean but they have an independence day one as well so yeah they 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 do they know they're making money but you know the thing
4: the thing, the thing about you know if you look at football in America or soccer as they stupidly like to call it even at the grounds you see rainbow flags being waved mm.
1: consistently yeah. throughout
4: football grounds so, you definitely would not be seeing here. Um, no. But more than likely, if you was to see it, you're going to see it at a women's game,
3: yeah.
4: in, in all honesty. We're, we're miles ahead um, when it comes to the women's game. In some ways, I think, when Chelsea changed the logo online, as they always do, and they changed it to rainbow colours, and even when they changed the women's game, the amount of idiots online who clearly know nothing about the women that we have in our team, know nothing about the couples that we have in our team who are being so homophobic online, it was ridiculous. You know, personally, when they say things like, I'm gonna go and support another team, good, go. See you later. (laughs) bye, I don't care. See ya, that's right. No other team's gonna want you by the way, but you're okay, please, It's, it's good, just go.
2: Yeah, absolutely spot on and I'm looking forward to continuing our partnership with Chelsea Pride and whatever we can do Tracy you just let us know, well, do indeed. know that Jane and Dane definitely on board as well in spreading the word and doing our little bit for, for what we can do uh, that is all we've got time for this week we'll be back to review the Brighton game and look forward to Wolfsburg in the Champions League uh, looking forward to that one Tracy thank you so much for joining us I'll hopefully see you on Saturday
4: you will, you will. I mean, where are you going to be? I'm guessing I'm
2: when, in then. the West Stand.
4: Yeah, you'll see me. I will be. I will be right in front of Kerry, where I've been the last couple of games. He'll so. be
3: the other side of Kerry. Yeah. He don't know where he's sitting, but I know where he's sitting. <laughs> <laughs> so he's right, I will flag literally be right by you. So. Yeah. Yeah.
2: My idea is we have a selfie behind the Chelsea Pride flag, and then we submit that to the competition. We win prizes. We sweep up. There That's you go. it. Uh, Jane I won't see you Saturday because you're earning money to pay bills, but yeah. I'll see you soon for a podcast and then soon for a match.
3: Yeah, well, I'll see you Wednesday for the Wolfsburg game. Yes.
2: Yeah, looking forward to yeah. that one. Yeah. Uh, Dame, good luck winning both games Saturday. Uh, <laughs> I suggest wine, flowers and chocolate. Uh, that's your trident of attack. That's your Kirby Harder. Who's the wine, flowers and chocolate for you? That's for me, yeah. I'll get oh, you a okay. ticket. <laughs> okay, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good to see you again. Thank you for yeah, joining you. us. All Pleasure. going swimmingly well so far as, as a as a threesome, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Um, like I said, we'll be back very soon. Uh, if you do want to get in touch with the show, you can do so at Uh, You can sign up to our Patreon for exclusive content, early releases of podcasts, and just to be you're great people uh, you can also sign up to a free newsletter and join our discord where we chat during games uh, that's where it all goes down the links for everything is in the description uh, but until next time from Kings Meadow to Wembley keep that blue flag flying